0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Okay, welcome to FMLPL. I'm Milan. is Walsh. Let's kick off with some housekeeping. Please go ahead and give us a subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at FMLFPL. Email and rate my team's other questions at FMLFPL at gmail.com. Check our website, fmlpl.com. We have league info, links to our team, social media, store with stickers and ringtones. Also, we post lineup lamentations before every game week. Pick our starting 11s, captains, and more. And lastly, shout out at the top of the FMLPL table, Anton Johansson, aka my name is Wilson back up there. There's a real title race in the league, which is good.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it's new every week.
1: Yeah, it's new most weeks. There's like five ish guys who are all like ridiculously high rank, fighting like it out
0: that. until we storm their castle <laughs> next next year.
1: Yeah, next year. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, let's do our team. So, how'd you do?
0: I had a fucking stormer. Woo! I, yeah, I took a minus four. I made a triple swap. I brought in. Yeah, yeah, as shouted on last pod, went totally rogue and brought in Ramsey, who I loved as a differential to double up with Alexis. And to make funds, I downgraded. I upgraded Carol to a one Sir Crouch of the Tall. <laughs> oh my god, the so giraffe. Crouch came in a huge mess this week. Yeah. But I got a 92 after hits, so I flew up back, halved my rank, got back to where I was like, Three game weeks ago, I'm at 57K. So, Alonzo had Tom Heaton, had a couple cleans with bands and Holes. I kept Costa as I did my transfers about 45 minutes before that news broke. You know, usual suspects, Captain Alexis, the two midfielders I brought in both conveniently blanked, but it was the crouch hall was incredible. Feels.
1: Oh, that's just the best feeling in the world right there. That was good. But Whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost fucking should have got that pen. Yeah, and Ramsey Like, I feel like could have yeah. had like three assists.
0: Yeah, well, he had the one that that first own goal. He would have had the assist to a Wobi. That was I thought it was on target. I was surprised that changed. And then yeah. he almost had a touch on one of the other goals. Yeah, Alexis one where he like yeah.
1: the defender beat him to it, and then Alexis volleyed yeah. it in. Yeah,
0: yeah. He like swung his leg out, and I didn't know if he touched and. The replay showed he clearly did not, but then the worst thing was that Alexis to him when he almost scored when he was in pretty clean.
1: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that.
0: Yeah, that was the chance that Flappy Hands made a really nice save on him. Yeah, he came
1: out real fast, yeah.
0: Yeah, he looked great. Having him felt really good. I always feel like he's pretty also safe from being subbed off. I feel like he always plays 90 and he subs the wingers and shit. And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was playing pretty deep. I only watched the second half because I was really early, but on highlights, that Sterling should have had a pen for sure. Robles completely took him out. Um, But yeah, I think he's gonna be. His stats are never great in an attacking sense, but he had a direct free chance that he put on target. And with pens, I feel like he's always gonna just be around points. So it feels nice to have him, especially instead of Sterling. I think because he's a piece of shit.
1: He fucks everything up. He should have had like two, two, three goals, yeah. But yeah, that but pen shot, I, I did feel bad for him, though. It was like as clear as you could possibly get. Yeah,
0: for sure. But at the same time, I had bands in that same game. So, I mean, if he got baps, yeah. I would mean, maybe added like two points. So it yeah. wasn't that big of a deal. Totally. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was a good week. Hazard, I was trying really hard to hold him and Costa before the Costa news broke. So he even had an assist, even though he looked pretty bad again. But it was a good week for once, and hopefully I can carry it on and not start a four four two next week.
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's, you always you always find a way to start a four four two. So I also made three transfers for a minus four. Um, I did everything that I said I would do on the pod on the last pod, except instead of Siggy, I transferred out Pyatt because Pyatt. I don't know. He's a fucking brat. I don't know. He won't train or play or whatever. I don't know what's happening because. They keep saying they won't transfer him, but at the same time, you see all the news that's like Marseille's agreed to a fee or whatever. Um, but so it was Payet, Kosta, and Carroll out uh, for Stanislaus, Giroud, and Lukaku. So they each of the guys I transferred in scored, and even with the Carroll world goal, I still like got a nice net gain of eight, even after mm-hmm. the hit. So that that went well. Um, I finished on seventy four. I went up a tiny bit, two hundred k now, but it was my first back to back green arrow since gaming thirteen fourteen. So that's a nice little hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of the same points church. as you. I mean. The Alonzo Hall was fucking terrible. I didn't even watch yeah. that game because I was too fucking mad at the earlier things that happened in the day. And you just texted like me, not even on a text thread, like Alonzo Dong, Alonzo Brace, and I was just like, "Oh my fucking god!" Um, yeah,
0: I was hoping to bring you back.
1: Yeah, exactly. You did, you did, you did, and he did. Um, yeah. So this the aforementioned standing goal is nice. Obviously, I have Alexis, but I captured Rude, which ended up being a kind of big loss of points. I mean, I Six. felt, yeah, I felt a little miffed there just because, like, of course he gets injured and gets subbed off early. He probably would have had another return seeing as they scored fucking four. Um, I started Phil Jones over holes, which was, you know, not great, but I, I stand by my reasoning. Um, and, yeah, that Swansea pen wasn't given, that, you know, kind of split analysts, some say it was a pen, some say it wasn't a pen, I would have killed everything for a pen and gotten a Siggy goal there and also I was thinking not just the Siggy goal, like Czech is 15% owned and Kishelny is like 18% owned <laughs> and, they yeah,
0: and everyone keys. else had Captain Alexis so that's an extra point for that's them an Extra that point too. too
1: so yeah, that would have been like actually a huge swing if I got a Siggy pen there
0: yeah, that would have been good
1: um, but, yeah, overall, good. I mean, surprisingly, neither of us have any Tottenham players, and we still both got green. So feels like we got out of jail a little bit there, but I'll take it.
0: Yeah, it just happened that our guys returned on a weekend when Spurs went ran, ran rampant, but we'll get to Spurs soon.
1: Um, yeah, it was the highest-scoring week in a... Fucking really long time. It felt like.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, it was all Alonso for the most part, though. He propelled us into another echelon of points. Definitely. When you get a, when you get a brace clean from your from a defender, that's like a once a season occurrence. So, twenty one's pretty fucked up, and it was felt especially good after he was getting some net transfers out. The last couple of weeks, I guess people were hopping on Spurs defender bandwagons after they didn't keep clean for two weeks, but I'm sure they'll keep clean for like four in a row now. So
1: yeah, and he had the like weird muscle injury scare, and they called back Ake on loan. And yeah. It was like kind of sketchy for a little bit there. So yeah, or maybe nice to see him just be fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, I guess a lot of people too probably on wild card would take him out for rows or something.
1: Yeah, which fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to tit them. But uh, yeah, that, that's a team. I feel okay. Okay. I still to, have two absolute nightmares in my team in Sigurdsson and Firmino. but you know, yeah. I'm on the way to getting them out. I have some money in the bank and shit, so I'll get that. Yeah, there.
0: well, Giroud also will have to wait and see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, that's this fucking.
1: Hopefully he can just be fit and I can start him. Their fixtures are ridiculous. Arsenal, yeah, it's just- home, Burnley home, Watford at Chelsea home, Hull.
0: Yeah, it's just tough to think that. If he's not fit, he's going to be risked. Even if he's close, even though he did put him back on after halftime for some reason, which seemed insane. That though. whole
1: thing was weird. Yeah, I thought he was going to yeah. come off on thirty, and then he lasted until yeah. sixty for some reason.
0: I mean, normally when a player is making the motion to be subbed off, they aren't like yeah, there's no like, like yeah, exactly. Like there's no line. doubt in, yeah. the,
1: in the manager, but I guess it shows uh, what he thinks of Lucas Perez. Oh, too Nate. soon. Cover your ears. Too soon. He's a legend. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. Let's let's go on to what the fuck happened though. But um. So where do you want to start here? Should we go to Tottenham, where we just mentioned?
0: Yeah, I think Spurs. I mean, we've both been kind of neglecting them for a while now. Ever since they burned us when we had. We both had Kane and then Toby for a spell, and then we kind of got rid before this Ali brace fest that happened a few game weeks ago. But watching that performance against West Brom, I mean, a really good West Brom team away doesn't give up a lot of goals. They're a pretty tight ship in general, even though they don't have so many clean sheets to their name this season. They have City this week, but then it's a pretty good run for a while. It just feels... Like suicidal to not have at least two Spurs players, whether it's double attack, attack defense, or a triple with the defender and two attackers. Um, They're just firing on all cylinders. This new formation is giving out-of-position prospects all over the pitch. Erickson, I still like Erickson over Ali. We kind of didn't give it that much mention on the pod, but He's just so much more steady with all the set pieces and shit, even though Ollie is playing a little bit more out of position alongside Kane or running behind. But last year or last week it was Ollie's show, this week it was Kane. I feel like they're gonna be kind of trading. So it's the kind of thing that whoever you have right now, you just hold. But if you're gonna looking to buy, I think it's the kind of thing similar earlier with Liverpool mids where you just gotta pick your horse and stick to them and not get insanely frustrated if your guy blanks when they win 3-0 or, you know, like Kane blanked last week and then he had a hat trick. It's going to kind of, they're going to kind of point share, but you can reason any one of those three attackers between Kane, Erickson, and Ali, and probably the best strategy is to have two, right?
1: Yeah, and we talked about it last pod, how, how insanely good value they are, which <laughs> is weird kind of to see on such a good top side, you know, but it just shows where Erickson has been the previous like three years of FPL where it was just like constant fr- frustration and inconsistency, and the change of formation has changed that. And Ali was obviously incredible, must-own last season. Now he's moved up to striker. I mean, he had no shots, but like his positioning was right next to Kane, and he had that class assist. And then, yeah, as you mentioned... Rose and Walker. I mean if they went into the season as wing backs, they'd both be like six and a half, like most expensive <laughs> yeah. defenders in the game, probably. So like
0: would have started with Toby pricing at six five probably?
1: Easily. And now yeah. even though they're both still expensive six and six one, it still feels like incredible value because they are such a good defense. And Walker and Rose are as good as any at, at going forward, especially from wing back. They're creating a ton of chances and shit. And then yeah, even Kane we mentioned last week and when we were talking about him versus Costa, it's just not even close. I mean, Spurs are much better going forward or much more explosive going forward than Chelsea. Um, and just in, the, in his locker, he has pens. So you just add on top of everything, he's got four or five additional yeah. goals to come.
0: An, ex- an extra goal every four or five games for free.
1: Yeah, for free. So, I mean, that value-wise is just not really close. And Kane, I mean, Costa, like, people, a lot of people are still holding on to Costa and just hoping he's fit. Hi. Yeah, you and Hi. and tons of <laughs> others. And, yeah, Hull is... As,
0: as he triple drops this week.
1: Yeah, and Hull's as good a fixture as you can get, you know, home-Hull. But, like, he's never going to have the, the type of numbers that Kane had this week. No. No. Like, his... Statistics were absolutely out of control. Nine touches in the box, 11 shots, eight of those shots in the box, seven that's on right target, there.
0: hat yeah. trick. It's the, yeah, it's the shots. I mean, the, the shot, those shot numbers are fucked up.
1: They just don't do that, really. Chelsea, like, pin up no. team back and just fucking wreck them. Oh, that I was think the that's the most dominant performance of the season from anyone. And I,
0: th- I think that's an interesting point, is because realistically, when we're looking at really three three teams, maybe four if you include Liverpool, but between Chelsea, City, and and Spurs, those are kind of the teams that have like eight to 11 million priced attackers in midfield and atta- and striker. But I mean, Chelsea, I think they were a little bit blunted, of course, without of this weekend against Leicester, but they kind of typified what they do is, I mean, they're happy to have 65, 70% possession, pass it all over the park, but they're going backwards, sideways, lateral, like wherever the fuck. They're not... Going at the opponent. They're happy to take five minutes off the clock and just kick it around for a bit. Spurs don't do that. Spurs are very direct. They go for a goal. Every buildup is towards a goal. Chelsea, I feel like, is like the inverse where they'll maybe sniff at a goal and then they'll kick it back to the fucking center back. So, yeah, the it's, fixtures- the, it's
1: the difference in systems and styles of like Tottenham and Liverpool play kind of a similar style where as they gain possession the entire team as a unit moves forward the fullbacks are wingers the wingers come back come inside and into the box and all the midfielders are pushed up to like the top of the box whereas like Chelsea are so much more reserved and it's like really is like the front three one
0: of the wingbacks one of the wingbacks on their side and then that's about it
1: exactly it's like one of the wingbacks at a time Occasionally, aspill like make a run and just cross it, but like you're not really seeing like Conte Matic like push for because they don't have that in their well, locker. They're fucking really. horrible. Yeah, they don't. Conte
0: Matic, Oh my god, I don't want to talk about them, but they were fucking very upsetting to me.
1: <laughs> I mean, they they're good at what they do, but yeah, they don't they ask them to likely. ever do anything else.
0: They shouldn't be starting against
1: Yeah, I mean, every three uh, 0 you can't really argue. But well, whatever, whatever. But yeah, no, I, I I fully agree. And Tottenham for value is just unrivaled right now. I mean, Liverpool haven't been really clicking for a while. It seems like they haven't really had the starting eleven, quote unquote starting eleven, since that Watford six-one game. It's been like Coutinho out because he got injured in that game. Even like Matip fucks them up. Hendo's been in and out. Lallana's been in and out. Mane's away. They're not clicking like Spurs are clicking. Who are definitely like the go-to FPL team right now.
0: Yep, I agree. So I think waiting a week to skip the City game, even though know, they could do them, make it's still not an easy fixture by any stretch at City. Um but yeah, loading up on Spurs seems smart. It seems like it. There should be a pretty reason, reasonable migration from Chelsea assets to Spurs assets across the board. Um, still, definitely not getting rid of Alonso anytime soon. But. I'm definitely going to get rid of Hazard and Costa. I think that they're bad long, medium term holds. They're just not performing for their price. when we're still looking at Spurs assets. I mean, granted, Kane is a little bit more expensive than Costa now, but Hazard downgrade to any of to either Erickson or Ali seems on the cards. It's just eh, Hazard's frustrating. I know you've been on the fuck Hazard for a while, but he's still returning pretty consistently, but. He's just not returning for a ten-plus million price. Yeah, it's player. just
1: bad value. I mean, yeah, it's bad value. Kuhn's gonna score goals. He's similar, but it's just bad value. That's all it is. It's not. It's nothing about the reflection of the players in like yeah. Kuhn and Hazard. It's just we play a specific game, and they're valued poorly. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't want to gloss, uh, gloss over what you just said though about City though because. I know a lot of people will be looking at Everton City 4 0. Oh my God, Spurs are going to fucking beat them 6 0. It's not really that simple. I mean, City are fucked up and, you know, Pep conceded the title race and all that shit. And, you know, obviously they're not like in good form, but they concede very, very few chances still. They're still like a good team. Everton yeah, only had four fucking shots. And scored all four of them, so yeah, it's not. They're not gonna just like roll over and get done like West Brom. But I don't know. Spurs they still are... could.
0: Yeah, they still could get done. But they could.
1: It's, it's but not it's not, not likely. It's not. Yeah, it's not easy. What else? I mean,
0: <laughs> well, I think we should dedicate like a fifteen-minute period to Peter Crouch.
1: Yeah, go on. Tell tell me about him. He had sixteen touches in the box. He's a giraffe.
0: <laughs> is, it, is sixteen? Is that, is 16? that a lot? Or
1: is that a lot
0: in one game? Is one that good fucking. That? game. I don't know. Peter Crouch. The let's, goal let's was the here.
1: funniest thing ever. Uh, fucking. And you but, called it too in the text that you're like, because Nate hates Charlie Adam so fucking much, and he's just like, oh god, like this is my nightmare midfield pairing, and you're just like, no, like perfect for, for fucking Crouchy. Chaz is just going to send a ball in and yeah, that's what happened.
0: That's, but that's the part of Crouch that you can't defend against is the physical his physique. He's so tall. It's just fucked up. Like, Minoni shat himself because he saw this actual giant human being running towards him and he didn't know where to go or what to do. Like it, Normally, that's the easiest take of his life. Like, he just jogs out a few paces jumps up and just grabs the fucking ball because he's a goalie and the rules say that goalies can use their hands and their arms <laughs> but it doesn't matter because just out jumps his actual tallest reach
1: yeah he's yeah. got
0: united at home but he's on 99 goals and he's got three and three I, I,
1: he, and he's a, fo- he's a former liverpool liverpoolian <laughs> and he wants to score against united
0: He's so easy to root for. Like there's no easier player to root for than Peter Crouch to me. I just think he's so fucking funny and he's always so happy and like smiling. And... Yeah,
1: his smile is very, very yeah. enjoyable. It's all it's all top teeth. And no it's bo- no like, bottom teeth ever shown.
0: No, no. They're hidden by his bottom look for sure. But <laughs> it's the kind of thing that like they get these set pieces and every time I expect him to at least put it on target, you know? So corner kicks are such real opportunities for him. He's, not, I don't know. He's he's on a run of games. He's cheap as fuck. And I mean, as I mentioned in lineup limitations, part of the reason why I did it was I needed to find money to get to Ramsey from Chan. And I was looking at who to downgrade in the squad and Hazard or Costa I didn't want to do. Now, if I knew Costa was going to miss, then I, this wouldn't have happened. I would still have Carroll and I probably would have gotten either Defoe or Giroux or someone for Costa. But I, I felt like it was the least impactful way to have a make-weight to my team, and I also am having an eye towards going maybe 3-5-2 when I downgrade Hazard after the whole game to upgrade to Rune. But Crouch, at this price, is not an unreasonable start every week, I think. His stats are off the page, and he's he fucking ten-pointed at Chelsea three games ago. He's hard to deal
1: with. And they, have goes- a, they also have the perfect lineup to, to set him up.
0: I realized when I was
1: watching highlights. It's like, yeah, yeah, Arnie, Shaq, Glenner, Peters, Chaz Adam, they all cross it wonderfully.
0: that's all they can do. And I mean, no Mike Smalling next week playing United at the Potteries. I feel like he's going to return. It's not a good fixture, but I feel like good. I don't feel like, fuck, I'm starting... Crash. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like they're gonna get some indirect set pieces and he's probably gonna score because He's a fucking legend, so why wouldn't he?
1: You think Moo starts Fellaini just to like try and man mark him <laughs> for the entire <laughs> game?
0: He should, but it wouldn't even help because Crouch will just fucking put his dick in his mouth and score a <laughs> score over his face.
1: Crouch is also he has the title of like the funniest answer to this question possible. a reporter asked him, "What would you be if you weren't a footballer?" And he just said, "A virgin." <laughs> which is just class. He's pure class. I, yeah, I love Crouchy.
0: But yeah. yeah, I mean, he's great. He's so fucking free, and it, I don't know if they're going to buy Barry Barahino. I'm sure they will do, and this is obviously not a long-term hold, but at the moment, the fixtures aren't good. Buying him really was very much because it was at Sunday, and I was like, maybe he'll get a haul. It's worth it for to, to have the make weight for funds. But... There is no bad fixture when you're eight feet tall. So maybe he'll just keep going. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know. What's like the average length of arm? <laughs> I don't it's know, like, like three like feet like or something. I I don't know how long arms are, but yeah, he's unless you're definitely
0: not three feet, dude. Probably like two two and a half.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm sticking my arm out right now. Yeah, I can't really. <laughs> like.
0: It's not three feet. I can promise that. though.
1: So you, that means since he's like six eight, that means you. Basically, have to be like six-six goalie to not concede that goal that Manone just scored. That just yeah. that he just conceded because yeah, your arms are only so long. I love that shit. And Manone looks so sad. Looks <laughs> sad all game. He just looks at He looks like he wears like eyeliner or something, and he just looks like he's about to start crying. He's yeah. a little like Koopa. He looks so funny.
0: Yeah, yeah, but Crouch just—I don't know—the the points came in, and it was just the happiest I've been at FPL and probably all season, honestly.
1: Wow, I love that. And I
0: remember like we were talking all week after the pod about who the fuck am I going to downgrade to get Ramsey because I very much now yeah, yeah. Ramsey, and I didn't even think about it until like. Friday when I was driving to work, and I was like, "I'm gonna get fucking crouched like I love him. Why would I not do this?
1: Yeah, and I mean honestly, in hindsight, obviously he scored like eleven points, so it was a great move. but even if he didn't score, I really liked your reasoning of like setting up for either three five two or something like that because, yeah, as you said, you have Hazard Hall, it's an easy downgrade to a Spurs mid in two weeks' time. And then you have a bunch of money to go like to rune up or crouch up or whatever. I I liked it.
0: Yeah, it's You're a good. good
1: man. And good man.
0: There is one. I mean, Scoutcast FFS, Scoutcast. I listen to every week, and it's like whatever. But there was one very interesting thing when they were talking about the formation that I really never thought about before was that when you think three four three or three five two, basically is like when you think about the game defenders have the they're the only players in the game that have a potential negative point like built into their basic point structure by conceding two goals same with goalie but like whatever yeah so it makes sense to inherently have as few defenders as possible no matter where the fuck out of position they're playing which makes sense and then strikers get the least amount of points for their goals even though they're often on pens or whatever Whereas midfielders have like more points for their goals and strikers often have similar stats as strikers, but also get like clean sheet points, which is very underratedly a lot. You know, if you get 14 more points over the course of the season than a striker just for doing nothing but playing, you know, that that swings things. It's not nothing. And I don't know. 352 started to make a little bit more sense than I had considered previously. And then it also, this season, maybe since Austin's gone down, where normally we really do have at least two or three sub 7 million or in 7 million range strikers who are really good options. There has been no such thing this year, besides Defoe, who now is priced up towards eight. So when you're looking at the likes of Rondon or Andre Gray or players in that region versus someone like. Morales or the other mid-six kind or even Siggy or in that seven bracket, you want one of those midfielders every time over the striker. So that's kind of was starting to ring in my ears a little bit more just because of the lack of cheap options and then not wanting to really go back to three premiums and have to find like three Stannis losses.
1: Yeah, um, that that Chaz Austin injury was underratedly the biggest thing of the FBL season because he, he was, was
0: in like thirty percent of the team. Yeah,
1: and growing, and he was scoring so regularly, and he was so fucking cheap that it really defined the structure of your team for you. There was no way you could possibly reason like a midfielder at the same price as Austin, because he just scores so many goals and is on pens. But yeah, now since then, I mean, there's there's fucking like Rondon, and like ah, there's just no one I like. There's no one good consistently good and yeah I think you nailed it there. I mean 352. I think it's either 352 or 3 heavy hitting forwards is really the best bet at this yeah. point.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's what it is, is. You either go 3 heavy hitting forwards or you go 352. Yep. <sighs> All right. So what about Coutinho? He got a lot of transfers and you're still nervous about him not starting in Swans?
1: Yeah, I mean it's funny, like I always relate FPL back to American sports fantasy where I, you know, where me and you have been playing for like 20 years at this point, it feels like. <laughs> like in American sports fantasy, you got to get the the hot player or whatever, like the player coming back from injury. Like you have to get him as soon as possible or someone else will get him and you can't have him in your team. In FEL, like, it's fine to be patient. I'm in no rush at all. Like, would anyone be surprised if he, like, say, played 70 in the midweek game or something and wasn't fully 100% fit and didn't start again in the easiest fixture of the season, home Swansea? Like, I wouldn't be surprised. What's the fucking rush? Just hang on a sec. Let him start. Let him look good, et cetera. Maybe even get a return and then get him in. It's just how I see it.
0: The only thing I'm thinking is that they've got Chelsea right around the corner. So it can't hurt to get him back on the pitch and have them remember what they're the fucking supposed to do when he plays.
1: Yeah, that makes sense to me. Although he yeah. subbed on and just looked amazing immediately. Like, he, I don't know if he's the type of player that needs to like shake it off. But yeah, yeah, not I mean, necessarily
0: I, him, but just for the system. I mean, yeah. So you no. got diamond and shit, you know. I right.
1: Know. I just think you ha- just wait maybe till after Chelsea if he's like starts the next two or something and then get him in for hull, as opposed mm-hmm. to getting in a player who has played like forty minutes you know before he's even starting and a hundred percent fit. It just makes more sense to me to wait.
0: The problem with that is though for me when I'm looking at the fixtures is that you got Pretty mixed slash bad fixtures in the medium term, and if you want him, you don't want to miss out on home Swansea.
1: Yeah, then I would say don't get him, honestly.
0: Yeah, just just wait a few weeks or yeah, just don't get him.
1: Get season. fucking. I'd rather have a Spurs. Oh, I'd yeah. rather have Pedro.
0: You yeah. Know. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure about that. I, I kind of like the Coutinho like differential at this point over someone like maybe Ali, and just hope that you get a little lucky because Coutinho is double digiting like for fun before.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess another thing to say is that it's Monday. If Klopp comes out and is like, "Yeah, Coutinho is a hundred percent fit. We just didn't want to risk him versus United," like blah blah blah. Then sure, you know, like yeah. I understand it a lot more than. That hasn't come out yet. We're fresh off the United game. Like for now, I'm just holding on. I, it's insane mm-hmm. to me that he price rose yesterday. Like
0: yeah, that that was that's, that's crazy.
1: crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah, the other day.
1: Yeah, but, um, but yeah, we'll have to see about
0: Liverpool. It's going to be interesting to see if because they have been ever since that Watford game a little bit erratic, and he kind of has a different. Modus operandi against these top teams. They really do play a little tighter and they go for more 1 0, nil, 2 0s off the counters type thing and gum up the middle of the pitch. And they have a lot of those games on the horizon. I mean, they've got, you know, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal, City interchanging with shitty ass teams. So it's going to be a tough one to hold a Liverpool attacker, I think, when every other fixture is pretty bad.
1: Yeah, the the big difference from early in the season to now is, I think, a little bit less the approach against the top teams and more that we're just not clicking on the counterattack, which they talked mm-hmm. about a lot on the Enfield wrap, which I think was just spot on. Especially without Mane, the team lacks pace. And you saw it against United. I mean, the counter opportunities were there. Like, all second half, they were there. It was like three players breaking, three on three, three on two, et cetera, and they would just fuck them up. And like early in the season, that was just the goal every time. It was like Coutinho, Firmino, and Mane just interchanging, like late run from Lulana, Dong. And they're lacking those right now. So I think it's less of a concern, the system to me, and more just they're just not clicking right now at all, like going forward and countering and stuff just as a Mm -hmm. whole. Just the players Mm -hmm. themselves aren't clicking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean Coutinho back home, Swans. I wouldn't be surprised if we score four.
0: Yeah, I'm. Mean, I would be surprised if you scored less than three. Probably. Yeah, the way they the way they look.
1: Yeah, the way Swans are going.
0: Yeah. Uh, what about United? I mean, they've got a similar to Spurs kind of great fixture run. Really good run. After the Liverpool yeah. game, that everyone's got Ibra and shit. But looking at their midfield, I mean. It's maybe tough to reason Mkhitaryan or Paul over Erickson or Ali, but you could do, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, Paul have had his shocker. I just wish Mata, all year I wish Mata could just nail himself down because he really would be the standout option, but... I guess yeah, Paul, he's been good. He's been good since we shouted him a while ago when the run first began. He's been returning like somewhat consistently, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think you can possibly reason them reason him over Ali or Erickson, honestly, but there's no reason to not have both. And there's not yeah, that many maybe. like mu- there's not many other mids that are like necessity aside from Alexis, Alexis. and Spurs. Yeah.
0: So I mean, you like Paul over McAryan?
1: I mean, Mick just hasn't really done anything.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: so that's kind of how I see it.
0: I'm, I'm like, like, Paul's a lot more nailed.
1: Yeah, Paul just is so nailed. And even though he had a shocker, like you never know when he can pop up with a goal or an assist. And you know, I mean, you got to just give credit to Liverpool a little bit. I mean, clearly it was part of their game plan to just. Put a man on Carrick and put a man on Pogba, and they neither of them did shit all game. They were just overwhelmed with Chan and Alana. So normally United dominate possession. They surely will do for the next like two months with their fixtures, and that's when Paul's at his best, and he can creep up and play one twos with lots and stuff. So yeah, I still think he's a good option. Okay,
0: but maybe a little tough to reason over all your Erikson. Yeah, they maybe I mean, go, they're go they're the one, same one and price one. and those yeah. guys are
1: just. So much further forward and so much more settled, yeah. and yeah,
0: and point five cheaper than Mctaryn is probably a lot safer. But I don't hate Mctaryn as a flare player if you're a United fan or something. I don't know. Yeah, like, it was a flare. Ahead.
1: I mean, a lot of people have like a one spot that's kind of like a flare spot. Play, and yeah, that's like a good option. Yeah. yeah, but I would rather Pedro. I think he's maybe the one Chelsea attacker who's is actually good value. <laughs> I mean, definitely the only Chelsea attacker who's good value, and I think. We've overlooked him for a while because I feel like when people first started bringing him in, he was like in the middle of a really sick run and then he kind of got dropped and played like 45 minutes and he blanked a few in a row and it was just a nightmare. But I don't know, he's he's played pretty much 90 in three of the last four. He seems to pretty regularly return when he starts. And they have home hall a couple bad ones and then a pretty good run. And I feel like he's well cemented ahead of Willian and and pretty damn good value. What do you think about him?
0: Yeah, I mean, I like him. I'm just a little bit worried with Costa back. I don't know if you're going to buy anyone before the window closes, but I just don't like him as a player. I never have since he's come to Chelsea. I don't enjoy watching him. I think he's a little pussy.
1: Um, (laughs) What about that? That fucking spinning little layoff thing to Willian, though, that was so sexy.
0: Yeah, I mean, he does these little weird like Spanish things from time to time, but I just don't like him. I don't know. He's he's yeah. in that kind of a category of player for me, but I see what you're saying. At seven, I, I also don't really love that he seems to be one of the first midfielders subbed off usually this season, around between seventy and eighty, kind of consistently. But, yeah, I think at seven, there's a lot worse value or there are a lot worse options out there. I just think it's not for the faint of heart. Um, if Costa remains to be out, though, then he's going to be incredible, probably.
1: Yeah, it's a, he's one of those weird guys also who it's hard to wrap my head around Like if because his stats aren't good. They're like never good. I just don't know if he's one of those guys who's like just drastically outperforming his stats or if he's just like... His few shots and few touches in the box per game are so are like such high quality that he can't actually sustain or run a run of form. It's hard yeah, to say with him.
0: Yeah, he seems pretty opportunistic. I mean he like yeah, his stats aren't great ever but he does seem to put himself about whenever I watch and he's in and around there a few goal scoring chances, I feel like most games. So yeah,
1: that's how I, I
0: think it's yeah, I think it's reasonable. But nah, I don't know, Pedro. He's never gonna get my he's never gonna get my dick hard.
1: <laughs> we'll see about that. Um, <laughs> he's an avid listener of the pod.
0: Pedro's going to send an all Spanish email into us and we're going to just
1: immediately delete it. Yeah, it's just spam. It goes straight to spam folder.
0: So, one other little segment I think we were discussing we wanted to t- touch on were uh, kind of budgetary defenders because I think a lot of heavy hitters are starting to really present them to some. Sell- present themselves from the top teams that we're trying to find ways to make funds for. And one way is definitely to look in that sub 5 million defender bracket. Um, So I think the place probably the clearest place to start would probably be Burrow, right?
1: Yeah, I think Burrow are, and you know, we've been shouting them all season, all preseason even. They were fucking absolutely ridiculously good defense in the championship. And they've basically brought the exact same team and the exact same philosophy where they just, their first focus in every game they go into is to keep a clean sheet. And then maybe they'll get like a lucky fucking dick fuck goal and win one. But that's all they go for. That's all they care about. They're tied with Arsenal, United, and Southampton for third most clean sheets in the league. They concede very few like good chances even against the good sides. Yeah, they're a great, great option. And borderline, like, start every week, good.
0: Yeah, they've had four nil-nils this season already, which is more than most teams have all year. Um, They've got really, really good fixtures for the next three months, basically. They've only got probably, like, two at Spurs, home United, until April hits, or even into the middle of April, where you wouldn't want to start them. And when you're looking for value, I mean... Four or five for Chambers who's pretty automatic and then Gibson's a little more at four or nine now. But if friend, Friend's always the one to me because he's got the attacking intent, he's got assists in him and no one else really has any attacking. He's a good up, friend too. He's a good friend. At four or four, if he could get his starts back from um I know Barragan's hurt, but I know Fabio kind of displaced him previously when he was hurt. Friend at 4-4 is really tasty, I think. But, yeah, I would not be upset if my third defender was a Middlesbrough defender. And if that's what, it is, if that's what it's going to take for you to stretch your fourth mid or your third mid up to Erickson or Pogba or someone like that, then I think it's something that's worth doing. They're going to keep clean sheets. It's, as you mentioned, their number one aim every time they step on the pitch is to keep clean. And they've got some really nice home games coming up. They've just got good fixtures full stop. So. Yeah, oh, and it also, like,
1: like you said with and Ali, also if you have, there's tons of people who still have, like, Benteke and shit like that, or even, like, Negredo. Like, if you can use a downgrade in funds to a Middlesbrough defender to boost your forward to, like, Defoe, Giroud, Lukaku, Kane, or something like that, then that's that seems like a great move to me. And they're going to yeah. keep this mentality up all season. They, yeah. There's no reason to change. They.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is how they'll stay up.
1: Yeah, they're pretty relatively safe right now. There's definitely a bunch of teams worse than them. Yep. And, yeah, that's that's his mentality, so why not? Um, what
0: other team are you looking at?
1: Well, Burnley's got to be mentioned. I mean, you yeah. have Heaton, who's by far the best goalie in all of FPL. It actually pains me to not own him still. <laughs> like, I love Lee Grant, and... As far as the second best option is for goalie, it's easily him, I think. But the amount of bonus that Heaton gets and the amount of saves are just so incomparable.
0: I mean he's had five games this season where he's gotten max bones and he's a fucking goalkeeper. It's I,
1: fucking you,
0: fucked. That's fucked up up. Normally for a goalkeeper to get max bones, they need to stop a pen and get a clean sheet in that. Yeah, game.
1: and a, yeah, exactly. Six and saves, pen and a clean yeah.
0: like getting getting ten out of him is feels like you're just robbing the bank without a gun and you're just putting pointing your finger in the shape of a gun and you're just getting all the money.
1: <laughs> yeah, you have your you have your finger under your shirt and everyone's yeah. like, oh my God.
0: Or a fucking highlighter. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> he gets he has four double digit hauls. It's gaming twenty one. But you know, getting a double digit haul every six games from a goalkeeper is not normal. That's insane. So Tom is the one. The the main problem I have with the Burnley defense is that they're not start every week. Like Burrow you'll happily yeah, start not. away. Yeah. They, you can you have to stream them uh, when they're away home away, except for Heaton because he gets so many saves and shit anyway. And you might luck into that away clean sheet, but I would never feel comfortable starting like Ben Me or Loton or something. I mean they have the no road. wins
1: all season away, and they have like yeah. two fucking goals. They're just like a joke and a mess away from home. So yeah, yeah I-, I totally agree. They're much more a rotational cog. Which yeah. may not work for people, since the likes of like Spurs and Chelsea are such and Baines and stuff, or start every week. So you don't really want to be like rotating your, you know, two other spots, or one other spot. And but it'd be much better to have like a Burrow start every week. But yeah, they're I mean, producer Nate has been me. He's benched all of his points all year basically <laughs> yeah. because they're still. Bad, but they somehow just keep cleans and win at home. It's fucking weird.
0: Yeah. But it's also a tough one because when you look at Burnley's fixtures, they don't have really, they have maybe one good home game until April. Um, a lot of their good fixtures are coming away, so it's going to be kind of a big test to see if they can keep some away clean sheets. All of their home games, and they don't have much. They somehow have four away games in a row. I think it was from early when Liverpool or something with the... St- I don't know. Yeah, it
1: was. When Liverpool yeah. played all, all their away's at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah. they
0: like they like they swapped their, tra- their fixtures or yeah, something. Yeah, that's
1: what they did, yeah.
0: But... Mm-hmm. They've got Chelsea at home, Leicester at home, and then they've got one, two, three, six away games in their next eight, which is pretty fucking insane. So we'll see how they do. But Heaton still feels feels like he's going to keep saves. He still gets points in away games, so he'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, even if they lose 1-0, he's a shout to make six-plus saves and even get a bap. Like he's that yeah. ridiculous, but
0: yeah uh, what about I think stoke Stokes seem like they yeah. are doing okay, yeah, they're but, okay, but I don't know. their fixtures are tough.
1: are they I haven't even looked at their yeah, fixtures. They're, they're, they're a little blindly
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're a little iffy from a clean sheet perspective. I, I mean, think other they're pretty than
1: good i mean
0: but it's Stoke that's the thing It's stoke. If Peters is the only one that's in that four or five, everyone else is like a step above unless if Cameron never comes
1: back. Uh, yeah, I think Cameron's dead for life. But yeah, I don't hate the Peter shot. I mean, again, though, just none of these are nearly as good as Burrow. Really, yeah,
0: That that's the thing. That's really hungry. the bottom
1: line that we're highlighting here.
0: But maybe if someone already's got a Burrow defender and they need another one. You know? Yeah,
1: so then tit yourself. Um, we I got to shout out I mean, Southampton just on the note of Burrow because Southampton are the only team in the league to score, le- I mean, Burrow are the only team in the league to score less than Southampton. They're second least in the league. They're such a fucking nightmare, and I hope I never have to watch them again.
0: Yeah, they've. There's they're a really funny one this year. They've been doing reasonably well in other competitions, but they keep seem to seem to have so many fixtures and they rotate so much. But you know, the attack's been awful all season and. The defense is keeping them afloat, but they're not a good side. I mean, they're quietly in the bottom half of the league now. You, it's like you look up and you think they're going to be 8th or something, and they're like 13th or something. Well, because right they
1: now. were just in like 7th, it seems yeah. like, a month I ago. Mean, th- but yeah, they're just going to keep going up and down, I feel like. They're just going to yeah. like win a few in a row, lose a few in a row. Like they're, they're just a mess. I want no part yeah. of them
0: yeah I saw van dick, but he's definitely on the short list.
1: defensively they're still good. that's the only place they're consistent. I mean they allow relatively no yeah. chances like that's, that's second to only Chelsea and like big chances conceded and stuff like that but I mean they have seven clean sheets they're good, but yeah, it just but at the same it time doesn't feel good when they yeah, it doesn't can't possibly score yeah
0: when i'm I've got a premium defender slot tied up to. The bottom half side, like that's not great.
1: Yeah, that's not great. I don't
0: know, we'll see. Him. He's he's gonna probably go soon, but whatever.
1: Yep. And then maybe lastly, we should we talk about Everton?
0: Yeah, I mean Holgate's playing over Jags when they're going with this three at the back, and we'll see if he's gonna give it some run, but I mean, Baines, Baines and Coleman are another price back here. But also, I think uh, Funes Mori is also someone worth thinking about. He's also maybe not the most nailed, but he's pretty cheap. And if you have like good cover, their fixtures are really good coming up. And um, I mean, he's only 4'6". And he's also got goal threat. He's definitely got goal threat. He scored some goals last season. So, I think Holgate or Funes Mori is nuts. If you have maybe a, if you're going to go with them as a rotating pair with a good fourth defender, they're cheap enough and they're on sort of a really good ish side. Looking at the fixtures, I think it's a good investment.
1: Yeah, I, I like a lot of average in assets right now. They have basically as good a run as you could get for the next two months, except for at Spurs. But even that's five game weeks away. So, yeah, getting in like some rogue defender or like you shouted out Kevin last week who came really good. He's only uh, six million. They have like a lot of guys that are cheap ish in like a lower mid bracket or in Holgate's case the cheapest thing on earth that could come really, really good.
0: I can't believe Kevin got a fourteen donger
1: Yeah, fucking that was so you- those highlights were fun.
0: Yeah, but you you know what I want to talk about with Everton?
1: You want to talk yeah. about Ross? And I really just <laughs> God, I just don't want to talk about Ross. Uh,
0: yeah. I want to talk about I want to I want to spew some shit at you with Ross, dude. His okay, stats come are, at, man. his stats have been fucked up the last three games when they switch to this formation. I mean, he's not getting lost in games.
1: He's getting like the Erickson boost in this formation, yeah. honestly.
0: Yeah, exactly, yeah. and it's making it he's almost like can't go find his inner Ross Barkley and he's just the one of three attackers so he has to like do shit and it's like really Coleman's
1: good. greatest achievement is getting anything out of Ross Barkley
0: <laughs> that would be any manager's greatest any achievement any manager's
1: greatest achievement like
0: he, he's a nightmare
1: yeah he's an absolute nightmare and Coleman just comes and he's like okay you're going to sit out this half because you're fucking you suck and I know you're supposed to be really good but I don't rate you and you're not doing anything and you fucking suck and then he comes back and yeah last six game weeks he has like four assists and a goal
0: 7 mil their fixture runs great I think if you're gonna not have Lukaku I think you gotta go for him
1: gotta go Kevin over Ross I see. I don't. I like. As much I hate as I, Ross, dude. I
0: know. I hate Ross too. We he's been a long, long time listeners of the pod know how we feel about Ross, but I've never seen a little mini period like this. Even when he had those like braces or whatever, they've always been the luckiest things ever. But I've never seen him go on a mini run like this in these three games where he's been this involved throughout the course of the games and his touches and those kind of underlying statistics yeah, yeah. have backed up like anything. Because back back last season, even the season before, when he would have those goals and shit, they would be on the most fluky, lucky thing, lucky like captain, deflection
1: or like a lucky, free kick that no one gets, gets ahead to, and the some, goalie yeah. doesn't move. Yeah, shit like that. That's classic, like that's Ross. In,
0: that, yeah, that's been his mo. But I think that as long again, if he, they, if he goes back to at the back, I think he's gonna lose. He's gonna go lost again, missing again, but. In this formation, I think that he's a really good shout at seven. With these fixtures, I think he's a really good shout. I I still hate how Kevin gets subbed off early every game. Yeah, he does. It makes me so angry. And I still think that Enner is a very real threat to his... Game time because he played he he won three five two in uh, one of those midweek games and he yeah. played Ener instead of Kevin and yeah. he's good. I mean I rate Enter. I think he's a good player. He's got a lot of work his work rate's high and I think he's just good. And this fucking Fuckman, Hookman, Titman, Lookman <laughs> <laughs> Terrible he man. He played for fucking two seconds and he banged a goal and on his first touch basically he's
1: clearly Yeah, he has like little, one minute and six points. Yeah, Project that out little, to 90 minutes. That's a lot
0: yeah, of points. That's like 90 goals of the game. That's pretty good.
1: Yep. Uh, uh, but there's but one, I
0: like Ross, dude. I like him. I might get him soon. That drives mad. me.
1: It, it doesn't. I'm not mad. I'm just lost. Like, I keep, like, checking my watch <laughs> and checking my phone, like, make sure I'm on the right <laughs> planet. Like, it's like vertigo <laughs> or some shit. Like, I'm just, like, nauseous at the fact. But dude. one other. Mid, we're running bad. pretty long, but one other mid bracket. Mid that I gotta shout is um, Antonio. He has a hat trick of assists this week. He's kind of moved into like he finally like has a position. They switched to three at the back, and he's the right wing back. Perfect combination for him because he's far from a right back, and he can kind of just be a winger. But he has like a bit of defensive duties. But very very quietly, last like some from game week like fifteen on. He's returned really, really well. He always has good stats and now the stats are coming coming through with returns and I don't know. I mean like I I wrote in lineup Lamentations about how big a miss Pyatt would be and we both got rid of Carol before his world but Pyatt was creating like thirty five percent of their chances. And I wrote about there's no one there's no other player in the West Ham side with that sort of creativity, but you know, maybe he's gonna take a bit of that onus. He's he's a really good player. He's got goals in him. He's on, on one of the goals against Palace. He was like left wing. Like he was, he runs all over the place. He basically has like complete freedom. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think he's a good shout. Although their next three, from an attacking standpoint, yeah. are nightmares.
0: That's where I was gonna go. It's not really the next three. It's really like five of the next six because at well, Borough, Home City, at Southampton are all bad. I think I still think Home West Brom's not good. Yeah, I think it's West Brom's not, it's okay,
1: like, and at Wofford's at Wofford's good, great. Chelsea, Chelsea, I,
0: so that's the thing. I think you gotta you gotta weigh it a little bit for these this fixture nightmare. To, to pass, yeah, I that's think very down, fair. Yeah, down the line, if they don't buy, I think I could definitely foresee a world where they get a double game week, and we have like Antonio and Lanzini or something.
1: Yeah, and and after Chelsea, they actually go on a nice little run. So if things yeah. don't change by then, game week twenty eight on, it's like at Bournemouth, yeah. home Leicester, at Hull. Yeah. Yeah, the home swans at Sunderland. Yeah, so yeah. I just wanted to shout him out because
0: No, I, I like that chat. We I both think. had
1: him for a while and he was a nightmare and honestly West Ham have just been such shit all year long, but good for Billage, good for him. They're starting to kinda of tit a little bit.
0: Yeah. Alright, let's let's wrap it. What do we gotta do? Captains?
1: Captains and our teams, yeah. So what are you thinking, Captain Mars?
0: I think it's really tough. I think there are a lot of really good options. I mean home hazard against Hall is always good for, for anything. And then Arsenal home Burnley. I mean, those are probably the places you'll look, but I don't hate like Zlatan at Stoke. I think he could get a fucking Hall. I don't know. That's yeah, tough. I don't
1: hate that. I don't I'm hate really not sure Lukaku at Palace. I mean
0: Yeah. I'm really not sure for what I'm gonna do. I, I probably I have it on Alexis.
1: Probably Alexis, yeah. I was gonna say he's he's the most explosive and consistent probably. But there are a lot of there's a lot of room for like a rogue captaincy that could explode this week, it feels like. And yeah, even definitely. Liverpool home swans, I'm sure some people crazy people are gonna captain like Coutinho or Lolana or something and who knows what they could do.
0: God, I hope costs are good. So with Costa it's—I mean, those of us poor souls who still own him, it's very much a wait and see, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of people have been asking that same question, and I know you're among one of them. But you just gotta wait. And I have Giroud, and it's the same. We just gotta wait, get news, get updates, and and take it from there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's be- It's way better to lose point three value than it is to just transfer him out because you're fucking pissed off when he's potentially starting against home hole. Yeah. So yeah. God, I
0: hope he makes it. Do we grit?
1: Yeah. That'd be scary for me. Um what are you thinking move wise?
0: I wanna save um I wanna like kinda do a hazard Costa out, triple swap after hole if Costa makes it, but If not, I'll probably do like Costa to Lukaku or something like that.
1: God, isn't it the best feeling having two frees?
0: Yeah, that's why I want to just have that feeling. I know.
1: Like, we both had it last week. We both made three moves and we both came ahead. And it just just feels amazing. I I have one free. I have the aforementioned nightmares in my team of Siggy and Firmino. I also have potentially injured Jerude. So I'm kind of just in a wait and see myself. I mean, hopefully. I don't have to use a transfer on Giroud, but if I did, I have 2.8 in the bank. I could go Kane. Um, Siggy, to me, is the biggest concern because he's playing Liverpool, and therefore Liverpool are playing Swansea. So, I don't know. I could do Siggy to a Spurs mid. It's very simple, and I have the money to do it. But, um, yeah, but it if yeah, it out, it going all depends to Kane good. What?
0: If he is out, going to Kane seems fine.
1: Yeah, that's fine. It kind of accomplishes a similar to th- a similar thing, but it just sucks to go another week still with Siggy and for me now, who I've been yeah, trying course. to get rid of for like five weeks.
0: Yeah, of course, that's
1: for sure. Um, but yeah, we'll yeah. see.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think it's 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 tough to talk about transfers without knowing the extent of the news with Costa on my end and then Giroud on your end. Yeah, that'll, that'll, yeah.
1: That'll
0: dictate, that'll but, dictate things.
1: Yeah, lineup lamentations on Friday. I'm sure. There will be scenes to be had.
0: Yeah. But dude, taking a triple move on two freeze is so good.
1: It's the best thing you can do. Yeah. I think if you have two freeze like every other week and can do that, you're flying.
0: So I feel like early in the season when we were saving a lot and we were routinely putting ourselves on two freeze, I never really did that triple move. This was the first time I all season that I had two freeze and I spent I used three moves.
1: Yeah, and I mean, imagine you you got so unlucky with the Costa news. Imagine you just made your moves an hour later. I got really lucky because I had already transferred Costa out. But I transferred out two zeros in Pied and Costa. It's just like auto gain. And if you had done your move an hour later, you probably would have gotten rid of Costa too. Which just means your minus four is just like so easy to overcome
0: but I wouldn't have gotten crouched, so it would have been a nightmare.
1: Oh, yeah, you would have
0: been uh, Theater. Too soon? Yes.
1: That's it, right?
0: Yeah, let's wrap it.
1: Check us out at fmlfl.com. Follow on Twitter at fmlfl. Email us at fmlfl at gmail.com. Join our league. I can Facebook the red on iTunes. Cheers.